from home help to home care. You'll hear home care workers from County Durham and the people they work with talking about home care. The transformation of the home help service into what is now called home care shows how the provision of social care has changed in Britain in the last 70 years. Shirley Madrill, then Anne Collingwood, two home care workers, talking about being a home help back in the 1970s. I started as a home help in 1978. You got issued with an overall and a pair of rubber gloves and a pack of timesheets and that was your lot. In that particular time, you could probably do five to seven fires to light the fires every morning in the dales because nobody had central heating. If there was a really dirty house, you used to get an extra 5p an hour more. They used to call it dirty money, we used to call it muck money. When I first started, we'd get some really, really dirty houses and maybe four or five of us would be working together. We were much more sociable, I think, in those days. Years ago, when I first started, we were the ladies that do, mother's help, the maid. Oh, if we were very unlucky, it was the skivvy and the one that will come and do the floor today if I drop anything. Nobody bothered about us. We were just sort of left to ourselves. The job of a home help was very different to that of a home care worker today. Their tasks were very different, for one thing, as Eileen Dixon and Lee Davidson explain. Some of the home helps used to have one, two hours cleaning time. We're down to 15 minutes and half an hour now because they don't class that as really necessary. It's the care that they want. And even care's down to 15 minutes at some point. 15 minutes for a lunch I have to do. And that is really quite hard. When I first go in, I don't like to take over because this is their house. So if I go in somewhere and I see them sat in a chair, I sit beside them or I get down on, onto my knees a bit and I'll say hello and I always introduce myself and I'll say, right, how about if I do you a bit of breakfast, what would you like? I like to get to know how they like it, whether it's strong or weak. If you get over that and you do it right, you're on with the winner. The type work I do now is basically to enable the client to live a normal life by providing the care needs in their own home, which I think is a really good thing. Normally the only choice would be residential or nursing home. A lot of my tasks do vary for each client. Uh, obviously there's the basics of shopping and housework. I do a lot of bathing for clients, pop-ins, tea calls, make lunch, um, take two clients out on separate days, uh, in wheelchairs. One to the local town to collect his pension, to do a bit of shopping, and another client to the local park, where he's quite happy to go and feed the ducks. Things have changed for service users too, like Joyce Clark and Chas Jones. I have to have my tights put on in the morning, and my clothes put on. They give me my breakfast. And then uh, once a week... She cleans through and occasionally she'll do shopping if uh, I run out of anything. She's really great. When I think about what my parents had to do, you know, they never got anything done for them. They just had to paddle on. With multiple sclerosis, it does get worse and it gets out of hand sometimes. What would I do without disability on care workers? 
I'd not be able to do anything without them, really. They're always there on the line. I've had my bungalow redecorated and cooking, do my washing, ironing. Yeah, they do everything for me, really. Another difference for home care workers is the way in which they now work with other professionals in people's homes. We all know the rules and regulations and we have to stand by that. You just have to go into somebody's house and the newspaper hasn't been delivered and you sort of ring the news agent. So we sort of go off track a little bit. It's not just basic breakfast. You've got others say, hey, just have a look at this bill. I mean, I know we're not supposed to. Uh, do you think this might be right, Eileen? It, it's standing charge from so-and-so. Just sometimes it's just a general talk, isn't it? I would never, ever go outside of that. We're not allowed to run the lives for them. We're not allowed to buy them patent medicines if someone wants me to go down the shop or chemist or wherever and buy a box of lemsips. I've got to say, no, I'm sorry. Because I may not know that person's medical background. The district nurse is often at one of my clients' houses to put a catheter and give an enema. Well, I've assisted in just rolling the client, and she's unable to turn herself. Um, then we use the hoist, and we transfer from the bed onto the commode um, while the district nurse is still there. Lee, like Eileen, worked in the private sector before joining social services, and the competition between private agencies and the local authority as providers is another significant change. I did enjoy working at the nursing home. Uh, I think I gained a lot of experience from there. I was happy with the team I worked with, but it was much more of a business, which is, I suppose, what the private agencies are. It's all money and tolerated, and we didn't like the idea of using the elderly as this, you know, it just didn't seem right. The problem is, with the private sector, you're expected to work early morning and late at night. They don't have lunches and dinners and teas and nights like social services. They're just ringing you all the time. You get your permanent list and then they maybe have you ringing up at 7 o'clock on the morning and that might be your day off and they just don't seem to worry about that because somebody hasn't turned up at this call and they know you maybe look after this lady and they'll say, well, can you go down? So you might be getting out of bed on Sunday morning for one 15-minute call. Training is another area that's seen significant change. Home helps often had very little training, but all home care workers today are required to attend a range of specialised courses. For Eileen, two courses have proved particularly useful. For me, the most important training we had was the moving and handling course uh, because you just have to do one bad lift and you have a bad back the rest of your life. It has to be done right. And also uh, client confidentiality. It's not so much a course as a chat, but I think this is so important. Home care workers today can sometimes encounter situations where they feel in danger, throwing up new training needs for workers like Anne. We were planning on having some sort of self-defence training. If you meet someone who is really violent, um, a smile and a few words may not help. You may need to know how to defend yourself. Since coming to home care, after my city and guilds, basic first aid, food hygiene... AIDS awareness, HIV, and a manual handling course. 
The more intimate and personal nature of home care work today also means that home care workers need to be increasingly aware of the sensitivities and preferences of the people they work with. The first time we ever bathed him, I sort of had the towels nice and warm and I put his underwear on the radiator because of course it was winter last October, November and had everything nice and warm and when I put him in the bath I sort of gave him a flannel and he was trying to, to cover up and I thought that, that that's fair enough and he still does now but even when I bath him and I lift him out I tend to um, wrap him straight away with the towel and then give him another towel and he dries himself off it, it can be as easy as that because I think naked people are very vulnerable and I would hate that. And I like to keep them, like, wrapped up and felt as though, you know, there's nobody looking at me, I'm all right. When I'm getting a bath, I think for a female to be there, it can be embarrassing at times. Some people don't bother, whereas, yes, I bother. I think that sort of thing, when you're getting in the, in the bath... It's best to have the male round you, really. Do you know what's what? There's a lot more male care workers coming into the job. There's me and one more gentleman. Obviously, they try and keep us with the male clients as much as possible for baths and personal care. But saying that, I do have quite a majority of ladies as well. Some actually prefer the male carers. Home care workers, like the home helps before them, find that they often form close attachments to the people they work with, and this can pose difficulties. I think when you go in for someone every day, you can't help but build a relationship. But you also have to remember that you've got to be professional as well as not to discuss other clients with them and more or less stick to what you're there to do. They would have you popping out to buy them a newspaper, half of them, I think, if they could. It's not advisable to give them your telephone number. Uh, not unless you want a phone call on a Saturday morning around 7 o'clock to buy a newspaper. With the majority of clients, especially some of the elderly who are housebound, we are the only faces they see going in, so obviously you do become attached to the clients, which is good because it builds a trust. There's someone for them to come to and talk to. This one that comes six days a week, she is a friend, you know. She's a real good friend. They have to go around to other people and uh, share that time out with other people. But I would love them to be here. You got very attached to the clients through the years. Um, there's one client now that I've had for 20 years. Even now, she's like one of the family, really. Sometimes you've got to detach yourself a little bit. I did get involved with one family, and when things went wrong... I cried and it really hurt and I, and I said to myself I would never ever let it get as bad again. We can have some really good relationships as in some people you could treat as your grandmothers and they can treat you like granddaughters. You can become too close to a client. Really you shouldn't. Don't let them depend on you too much. Don't take away their complete independence. Service users often feel the need to show their gratitude for the help they've had. And here again, home care workers need to preserve a professional distance, as far as possible. To show that they're happy with my work by compliments, really. We are not allowed to accept gifts. You do feel bad sometimes, usually it's a box of chocolates. We've had times where an early person has offered someone a box of chocolates and they've phoned the office 
to check that it was all right, and it has been. But I think it's when it becomes more than that. I did have one old lady offered me a clock, <laughs> which, um, I, you know, I had to tell her, no, I'm sorry, I can't accept this gift. She was really put out, but, you know, I said, look, thank you very much, and I really appreciate it. And she just said she'd like to have thanked me for all I do for her. But I said, it's my job, and, you know, your praise is enough. That's all I need. I thank him. Uh, just now and again, you know, probably give him chocolates. Uh, I try to get the birthdays, and I give them birthday cards, whatever they deserve. They are very good workers. Whether home help or home care, people continue to appreciate the support they get, which enables them to live in their own homes and make choices about their lives. However much the work has changed, and despite the trend towards service users paying more for home care, the response to getting help at home continues to sound very much the same. Well, you're not allowed to buy them anything. But on the... I better not say this. <laughs> on the sly, you do. You just get, you know, a few flowers or something nice. But you're not supposed to do it. But they're great. I can praise them more than I do. From the Open University. For more information, go to www.open.ac.uk forward slash use.